What's up, bitches? This is Morgan. And what's up, bitches? This is Sierra. And this is Bitches in Murders. murders. <laughs> we didn't we didn't quite nail that one, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's hard when I'm not looking at you. And it's also hard when there's like it's this is like a good like long distance recording service. Like it sounds really, really good, but there still yeah. is like ever so slightly lag. And also like if you talk while like I'm talking or vice versa, I don't know. Well, it might just be my headphones, but like if I'm talking and then you're talking, like you'll be really quiet. <laughs> like, so it's like, it'll like, I don't know. It like turns your mic down for me or something i don't know it's like weird so sometimes i can't tell what it's fine okay i'm just making a lot of excuses for why we (laughs) fucked that up but it's fine (laughs) uh we suck is what that boiled down to (laughs) are you ready are you ready Mm, yes no (laughs) (laughs) today today Okay. Um, I couldn't think exactly how I wanted to do this because I didn't want to know. I didn't want to know. That wasn't (laughs) what I was trying to say. (laughs) Yeah? I didn't know if I wanted to start with, like, the murders or if I wanted to start with the person. Because the person I'm starting with is not the murderer. But they're important and we need to talk about them. So I think I'm just going to get that out of the way and then we'll, like, cycle back. You'll, it'll okay. all make sense in the end. That sounded confusing, but it, it'll all make sense. It's fine. I'm trusting you. Okay, so we're going to talk about Clementine Barnabet. And brief note, I tried to Google the pronunciation, and that's how I got the pronunciation. But also, this takes place in Louisiana, and there's a lot of people who are like speak French in Louisiana. So it could be like Barnabet. But I'm not sure, and I couldn't really find a good explanation. So I'm just going to avoid ever saying her last name again, because I can say Clementine. We can say Clementine. Can it confirm? So, anyways. uh, So Clementine was born around 19... Wow, dyslexia there for a second. Uh, 1894. Wow, okay. (laughs) Not 1984, 1894, 1800s, in St. Martinsville, Louisiana. And she was born to Raven Barnabet and Nina Porter. And she had one brother named Zephyrin. Are you sure that wasn't like Zephron? Nope. It's a, hold up. There's a chat feature. I will type it for you. Because... It is weird. It's like Z E P H E R I N. Zephyrin? That's how I would say that. I also tried to Google that sure. and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? So. Sure. It, did, yeah. it didn't know. Uh, Zephyrin works for me. Okay, so we know not a lot about her young life we do know that her father was abusive sort like we think that her father was abusive um 
but I couldn't find any details about that at all. Um, or really just anything else about their life, kind of like what it was like, what her mom was like. Like, I really couldn't find very much. But in 1909... Um, it was the 1800s, so I feel like it's pretty safe to assume that her dad was abusive. Uh, yeah. It's also the 1800s, so there wasn't a very good record. So, like, it's not really that surprising that we don't know a ton about her childhood. Right. Um, but in 1909, her entire family moved to Lafayette. And that's where we are not talking about her anymore. We're just going to go talk about the murders, but she plays an important role later on. So but I just wanted to get that out of the way. But she's not the murderer. No. Okay. But we'll, we'll cycle back. Anyways, let's talk about murder. I like murder. <laughs> uh, it came out a little weird, but it's fine. <clears throat> Okay, so the first murder occurred November 1909 when Edna Opelousas uh, and her three children were found murdered in their home in Rain, Louisiana. Um, All of them had been attacked with an axe. Oh, good. We're starting out strong. Yeah. So the second murder took place uh, at the end of January in 1911. Uh, So cops had received a call that neighbors were concerned about 605 Western Avenue in West Crowley, Louisiana. So when Officer Ballou arrived, he found that the family, like, that lived there, like, he went in, he, like, knocked, and they were like, no answer. So he goes in, because it's the 1900s and you can do whatever the fuck you want. And they were all lying in their bed together with their skulls broken open. Um, the father, the uh, Walter Byers, the mother, and then their young son. Um, oh, good. All of them had been killed with an axe that was still set at the head of the bed, like just right above their bodies. Uh, There's blood everywhere, obviously. It was, like, soaked into the bed. It was all over the floor. Um, There's footprints everywhere because whoever had done it like, had to walk in the blood. Because it was, like, literally everywhere. Um, The door was still locked. So they had, like, had to kind of break down the door to get in. Um, So they realized pretty fast that they came in through the window while they were sleeping. Um, Obviously not through the door. Yeah. Also, the younger son, his body had been mostly drained of its blood, which had been put into a bucket that was sitting in the corner not far from the bed. Oh, that's gnarly. Um, so this murder, not so much the first one, because they didn't they thought that was kind of like a one-off. Like obviously they were looking into it, but they were like, yeah, that's just like weird, you know? Like we don't really know what's going on with that. Yeah. Um, but this murder, they were like, oh, we think that whoever did this was likely African American because the murder took place in what was considered like a colored quarter of the city. And mm-hmm. if like there had just been like a random Caucasian person just like running around or like being sketchy, they like that would have stood out. Like yeah. there wasn't a lot of white people in this area. Like that would have been really noticeable. And it's also just not that likely that a white person would have come to that area to commit a murder because they knew they would stand out. If they knew they would be obvious, like, why would they do that? That doesn't even make sense. I just want to share with you uh, 
my f- dumb brain moment because when you said that the axe was like left at the head of the bed i was like wow what a power move like leaving your murder weapon behind uh but then i remember that this is the early 1900s and fingerprint evidence doesn't exist yet and neither does like dna or anything so like they or weren't about to get anything from that in general <laughs> so i was like wow what a power move i'm like no that's not a power move that's just making sure that you're not caught with it <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, sometimes I'm only pretty. <laughs> I thought the same thing when I was reading through it. I was like, wow, that seems like a really dumb oversight. And then I was like, oh, yeah. What the fuck would they have done with it besides just be like, well, yep, that's an axe. February 25th, which was less than a month later, um, all four members of the Andrus family were found quote unquote from the me brained with an axe in lafayette um oh good so if that's not descriptive enough for you um uh so it's the husband alexander his wife mimi their son joaquin uh i feel like that is how you say that but i also feel like there's a different pronunciation of that because I just watched an anime and someone had that name and that's not how they said it, but they're also Japanese, so they could just be saying it differently. I would have um, and then Yeah, I agree. I think of Joaquim. Um, and then their daughter, Agnes. Um, so this time the axe was left at the foot of the bed instead of the head, and Alexander and Mimi had been moved off of the bed to a kneeling position by the bed so it would look like they were praying. Well... We love religious motivations. Um, So at this point, the police were like, okay, I think this is like the same person. Like, this is like weird. Like, these don't really seem like one-offs. Like, this seems connected. Um, So March 22nd of 1911, Louis Cassaway, his wife, and their three children were also murdered. Um, So this one has been like loosely connected um, the motivation and like the MO and everything seems exactly the same, but this one did happen in San Antonio, Texas, but San Antonio, Texas, like, isn't that far from Louisiana. So right. it's still possible. And it was like, like I said, like it was similar enough that they were like, yeah, this seems like it was the same person, but it did happen in Texas. So eh. yeah, you're kind of like, that that, like, possibility versus plausibility exactly so obviously they were investigating um they looked at a bunch of different men that they thought could be responsible um and actually clementine's father raymond was put on trial for the crime like they were like yep he's a petty criminal he lives in this rundown part of town he has kind of been connected to it. People think that they're like a little, like their family's a little sketchy. Um, and his mistress, I'm pretty sure the mom is dead. I couldn't find anything about Nina. So like, I don't know what happened to her, but the fact that he has like a mistress and she's never ever mentioned throughout this whole trial process kind of implies that she's probably like dead, I'm assuming. Like she's not around. Okay. And it's the early 1900s, so it's not like women just up and left their families no. or, like, got divorced. So, like, I'm going to assume that she's probably dead. 
Most likely. Um, so Raymond's mistress, uh, they got into like a big fight, and then she was actually the one who reported him, saying that he had like confessed to the murders. Okay. So during the trial, which happened in October of 1911, uh, both of his children actually testified against him. So Clementine like told this whole story about how he like came home at night and he had been like covered in blood and he threatened to kill them if they like said anything. And then her brother like confirmed her story and also added that their dad had bragged about killing the Andrus family directly. Um, they both testified that they were like terrified for their lives and their dad was convicted. Okay. So <laughs> this part kills me. I thought this was so funny. So he ended up, Raymond, uh, ended up petitioning his trial uh, for a retrial. And his petition was on the basis that he had been drunk during the entire first trial, which made his testimony unreliable. And they were like, yeah, yeah, that checks out. Yeah. Yeah. So they gave him a retrial. You know... He was like, dude, I was so fucking hammered. I barely knew I was at a trial. Like, can we do that again? I was toasted. Can we try take two? And they were like, yeah, sure. That that makes sense. Let's do it. (laughs) Um, So, uh, obviously, he was retried. But partway through his retrial, another family was murdered. So, November 26th of 1911... Norbert and Asima Randall and their three children, who were six-year-old Renee, five-year-old Norbert Jr., and two-year-old Agnes, and also their eight-year-old nephew, Albert Cease, uh, were all murdered in, like, a very similar way. Like, they were all hacked up with an axe. Um, The only difference in this one was that uh, the dad, Norbert, was also shot in the head. Like, he'd been shot in the head and then chopped up with an axe and then the rest of them were all chopped up with an axe why the random gunshot wound all of a sudden i'm assuming probably because they i would assume either maybe they brought a gun with them just in case and then maybe he like woke up or maybe they were just really worried that they wouldn't be able to kill him with like the first blow and they really didn't want him waking up because he was obviously probably the largest one. Like he's a grown man versus like a yeah. woman and small children. So they were probably just like afraid he would wake up and attack them or something. That's that would fair. be my guess anyways. Um, so obviously like this seemed to like clear Raymond of suspicion because the crimes he was accused of, someone else is getting murdered in the exact same way. Right. Um, But the Lafayette Parish Sheriff, um, his name was Louis Lacoste, he, like, was like, you know what? I already know who the killers are. I I already know who I think it is. Which is like, okay, if you already knew who you thought it was, like, why the fuck did you arrest Raymond and put him on trial? But go off, sir. (laughs) So, acting on his suspicions, he arrested... Both of Raymond's children. He was like, their stories were a little weird. 
they didn't exactly line up. They didn't make as much sense as they should have. Uh, themes, things seemed a little, a little hinky. Um, a little hinky. For, for example, um, when they had arrested Raymond, they did it like at his house. Okay. And when they went there uh, to arrest him, they found blood on Clementine's clothes. And she was like, yeah, it's from him. Like, he wiped it on me. <laughs> and they were like, um... Did he, though? What the fuck? Like, that doesn't even make sense. But okay. Right. And then they kind of just were like, oh, okay, if you say so. If that's your story and you're sticking to it. And then also, like the, like I said, the neighbors had testified that, like, the entire family was sus. Like, they were like, all of them are suspicious like all of them seem shitty did you just say sus i did i did say okay sus. i just wanted to address that continue what is also important to keep in mind that clementine was only 17 at this okay. point so like it also kind of makes sense why they were like ah, i mean she's just like a 17 year old girl like they kind of gave her the benefit of the doubt but now is they're it- like fuck the benefit of the doubt we don't like you is this another Lizzie Borden situation where they're going to blame it on her because, like, it's convenient and it's the easiest route, but then, like, it actually, when you think about it, makes no goddamn sense because of all of all of the reasons? I'm not going to lie. None of this makes any goddamn sense. Oh, good. None of it at any point makes a lick of goddamn sense. So oh. we'll... Oh, good. Just strap in for this ride with me. I'm... I'm as strapped in as I could possibly get. <laughs> okay, so when 17-year-old Clementine is arrested, the police did a search of their house, which just makes sense. I'm surprised they didn't do that the first time. Right? Um, so in Clementine's room, they found a full woman's suit, and it was just absolutely soaked in blood and, like, chunks of human brain. Just, like... Shit was gross. Shit was okay. real gross. Um, throughout their house... I didn't do this. <laughs> just... We'll see how you feel about it when we get to the end. Oh no. Okay. So then several other spots in their house also had blood found. So like it, it, it seemed pretty apparent that like someone had like blood on their hands or like blood on them and then we're just like kind of going around the house doing like normal shit. Like I think they found blood on like some of the lights and some of like the doorknobs and like latches so it seems like someone came home with like blood on their hands and then you know probably washed them after a little bit okay and they also arrested her brother but then he ended up having an alibi for the murders so they kind of let him go but clementine didn't have an alibi so they took her in and like took her to jail so she could await trial so Leave That's the paper happening. trail, guys. <laughs> so, and I titled this section, And Yet, Our Story Is Not Yet Done. Oh, no. <laughs> well, it always scares me when you get dramatic with your titles. <laughs> January 1912. Three separate families are murdered. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so I don't have info on who the first 
family was. For some reason, I couldn't find their names. So I'm not sure who the first family was. Um, the second family to be murdered was the Wexford family. And all six of them, including their literally one-day-old infant, uh, were murdered. Oh. So, like, fuck whoever did that. Like, That's... <sighs> Damn. I can't imagine, like, having a baby literally the day before and then someone murders me and my baby. Like, bro, literally one day. Like, fuck you. Especially when I digress. It, like, back then it was kind of not uncommon for women to die during childbirth. So you're like, yeah, I made it. Fuck. And then I immediately get murdered. Oh, like, that's on, such dude. a bummer. I would haunt the shit out of my murderer. Me fucking too. Uh, so the last family to get murdered in that little spree was the Broussard family. So it was Felix Broussard, his wife, and their three children. Um, they were all killed in their home in Lake Charles, Louisiana. So for this murder, the killer left a message on the wall, which said, When he maketh the inquisition for blood... He forgetteth not the cry of the humble. So this is Psalm 912 uh, in Mm -hmm. the King James Bible, but it's misquoted um, because the actual the actual thing is, I believe, uh, when he maketh the inquisition for blood, he remembereth them. He forgetteth not the cry of the humble. Um, But it makes sense because this specific psalm was misquoted in uncle tom's cabin and like this is how they wrote it in uncle tom's cabin like word for word so they probably brought the quote from uncle tom's cabin not the actual bible yeah so um and this like message uh was signed with the moniker human five Whatever the Uh, fuck that means. The fuck does that mean? So, in this murder, too, the whoever did it, uh, he, like, this is, like, kind of weird to explain, but he, like, splayed out their hands and he put, like, chunks of wood in between their fingers to, like, make their hands stretched out. If that makes sense. Like, it's a weird yeah. thing to, like, try to describe. I, th- um, I think I get what you mean. Yeah. He, like, used things to, like, force their fingers apart. Yeah. So it's like their hands were all spread, which is weird. Um, and then the children in this case were also reported to have their blood drained into buckets that were left near the beds. Okay, but Why? Who fucking knows? It is literally never figured out. No one knows. We don't know. No idea. No idea for any of that. No fucking idea what any of that means. That's infuriating. (laughs) So the signature caused the press to start calling them all the Human Five Gang. Even though we don't know that more than one person did this, but they just called them a gang anyways. Um, The media also went crazy with the idea that these murders were connected to like voodoo rituals and human sacrifice 
uh, they got the threat of that and they ran the fuck out of that. Like okay. that, they went for that. But logically, that makes no sense because a these aren't really ritualistic in any way, shape, or form. B the bodies aren't arranged particularly in a re- ritualistic way, except for like maybe some judo Christianity. Um, and C voodoo doesn't usually work within Christianity. Well, it's, and on top of that, like like because voodoo thing. does, yeah, there is like. Voodoo is usually Santeria. Yeah, and there there are some ties, and everyone practices voodoo differently. And there are some ties to Christianity because um, it's like some... Well, and like I said, it depends on how you like practice it as well. Like, I feel like yeah. there's people... And I don't know a ton about like voodoo and hoodoo, so like, you know... If anyone out there is like telling me like fuck no I yeah. I practice it and you're wrong then like please go off like I, I won't be offended, um, but from what my understanding is is that there's kind of like d- different people practice different things so like some people practice a little more like traditional where it's like just more the old gods mm-hmm. like Papa Legba like stuff like that and then there are, there are definitely people who practice it with like more like Christianity like tied into it, uh so it's I don't know it kind of varies but regardless there was nothing really to tie it to that it didn't really make sense um and it like doesn't make sense that they were calling them a gang because it's like there's no there's nothing to say that there was more than one person that did this so like why are they a gang and like the media straight was like manipulating things to like fit what they wanted like there was like newspapers that were saying like it had to be voodoo because it was like the human five and they were killing five people. They killed five families and each family had five people. And that wasn't even true. They, they killed more than five families. And also some had four, some had three, some had six. Like they didn't all have five. Uh, so they were literally just like literally making things up. Just spewing bullshit to fit a narrative. Yeah. They also were saying that Clementine was the leader of a cult called the Church of Sacrifice. Um, And this was, like, all her. And there was a church not far from there called the Christ Sanctified Holy Church, which, what a funny name. name. Um, And they actually, like, the police even brought in the Reverend uh, King Harris. They brought him in and, like, asked him about everything going on. And he was like, I've never heard of a church of sacrifice. Like, I don't think that's a real thing. And he was like genuinely shocked that anything he'd done, like any of his sermons or anything, like could be tied into this in any way. Like he mm-hmm. clearly was like, I have no idea what the fuck you guys are talking about. Like, I've never heard of any of this. And they were like, he seemed very genuine. So they were like, okay, he doesn't know what's going on. Right. So April 5th of 1912. Clementine ends up confessing to 17 murders, which is a lot for yeah. a 17-year-old girl. Because um, also, if you think about that, she was 17 here. So these would have started when she was like 14, 15. Yeah, nope, I don't buy it. 
So she claimed that the murders occurred because of her ties to the Church of Sacrifice, um, which she said was an offshoot of like the Christ Sanctified Holy Church, which is like why they brought him in. But like, obviously he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, So she said that a priestess of this so-called Church of Sacrifice had given her and her friends conjure bags. And supposedly these conjure bags would give them, like, otherworldly powers, like, supernatural powers, and make it impossible for the cops to catch them. So, like, I want one. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So she said that she committed the first murder just to see if this was true. Just, Just to test it. Yeah, just, you know, gotta make sure that the product you're buying is legit. Yeah, so... Side note on um, conjure bags. Um, these are also referred to as mojo or grigri. Um, they're really common in hoodoo. It's usually like an amulet that's like consists of like a flannel bag that has one or more magical items inside of it. Um, they vary wildly based on like what you need them for or what you're using them for. Like they're not necessarily negative either. It's not like, oh my god, like I'm hiding from the cops or I want supernatural murder powers like they can be for luck or like different things like that yeah um so she's just another person bringing a bad name to hoodoo that it doesn't deserve but okay um so she claimed that her and her friends drew lots to see who would commit the murders each time and that she also dressed up as a man so she would be, like, less likely to be noticed. Which makes sense. Like, if you're out on the street at night, like, a man is much less likely to be, like, hassled or, like, noticed than, like, a woman. So, like, I get that. Um, she also explained that the reason that she killed the children as well as the parents was that so they, like, didn't have to grow up as orphans. How thoughtful. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, so they were like, okay, well, we think she murdered people because we found this evidence in her house, but also they were like, we they didn't really believe her that much because like her stories kept changing her. Like, obviously she had lied about her whole testimony, like with her dad, maybe, maybe she lied. We don't fucking know. Um, mm-hmm. And so they were kind of like, well, there was that whole testimony and like her story kind of keeps changing. And also she gave them the names of the other people who are supposedly members of the human five. Like she straight up said their names were like, yep, these are the names of the people. And they never found them. Like they weren't real people. Like those people did not exist. So they were kind of like, we don't know. She also confessed that she would sit and caress the corpses for a while after she murdered them. I I don't don't like that. Not a fan of that. And so when she said that part, the attorneys and, like, the cops and everyone were kind of like, yeah, this is probably just her. Like, because when they were like, oh, maybe she has, like, these members and there's voodoo involved and all this stuff they're like oh maybe there's you know it's this whole big sacrifice thing but when she was like yeah i like to play with the dead people afterwards they were like you know maybe she's just actually like weird and crazy and like 
she and I just might be trying to like push blame off on other people and she's just like a fucking crazy person. So April 14th of 1912, she was officially charged with the murders and she actually confessed at this point to even more murders, bringing her total up to 35. Damn. So she tried for an insanity plea, um, but it was rejected. Everyone who interviewed her was like, yeah, she's a fucking weirdo, but like she's sane. Um, so October of 1912, she was sentenced to life in prison at the age of 19, um, at the Angola State Penitentiary. It said that word weird. I don't know why I said it like that. Um, July 31st of 1913, she tried to escape from the penitentiary and then was immediately caught like the same day. <laughs> uh, well, so she's not forever. Apparently, she's not very good at escaping. However, August of 1923, so 10 years later, she was released from prison suddenly. And Uh... her reason for being released from prison was that she had undergone a procedure that restored her to her normal condition. What? And she was never heard from again. Ever. No records of her exist after her being released in August of 1923. I'm sorry. Did she get, like, electroshock therapy? So, my theory was that the way that they described it sounded like she was probably lobotomized. um, Because people who experience like tempers and aggression and hysteria and things like that. A lot of times they'll lobotomize them and it makes them very docile and, you know, like they're not really at risk of hurting anyone. Um, Lobotomies were a thing. But if she was lobotomized, I don't think that she would have had enough mental faculties to like disappear off the face of the earth. Like, she was right. very well known. Like, this was a huge case. Like, and the media, like, ran with this so hard. Like, people probably would have recognized her. Like, this wasn't that much later. It was only, like, ten years later. Like, she probably would have been recognized at some point. Like, she was literally never, ever heard from again. Like, no one knows what happened to her. That's so fucking weird. And it seems like if she had been lobotomized, she probably would have had to have someone take care of her as well. Because most people who are lobotomized cannot take care of themselves. Yeah, they usually kind of just turn into vegetables. Yeah, and they're like very docile and just kind of sit and don't really do much and don't really comprehend a whole lot. Um, So that seems like kind of unlikely that they would have done that. But that also was like the main procedure that they would do back in that time period. Right. So, it, like, I don't really... I'm not really sure about that. Unless maybe someone liked her and then they, like... Like, the doctor liked her or something and, like, said she was lobotomized, but she really wasn't. Right. And just ended up... Because like- it probably would be pretty easy to fake being lobotomized. Like, they just slap a Band-Aid on you. Because, like, it's... go They go in through your eyeball. Like, it's just a pinprick with, like, an ice pick. So, it's like, you wouldn't have really... She wouldn't really have a lot of things. So if they would have just slapped a bandage on her and she, they would have just been like, don't talk and just kind of sit there and not look at anyone. Like, she probably could have faked it pretty easily. Yeah. 
but like obviously it was 1923 like there's not a lot of good records the only story emphasis on story here is that of like what happened to her after she died like this is the only story of like a possible encounter that exists um Mm -hmm. it was actually made it, it was like a while ago um it was 1985 and this was obviously posted after 1985 because it was posted online um by an internet user that was a weird way to say that i'm like am i 97 um <laughs> named voodoo gal with four l's at the end um and she said that in 1985 she had visited her 103 year old grandmother and while she was like visiting with her grandmother i'm assuming they were like probably at like a home like a retirement home of some sort like her grandmother's 103 um this like woman who was also there came over and started talking to them and she was talking to them about these murders like this string of murders that a lot of people by that point had completely forgotten about and she wasn't like telling them like i was there or anything like that or that was me like it wasn't like that kind of story she was more just like talking about them in general like these things happened yeah um and mo- nobody like talks about it anymore and so about a year later that woman died and this user voodoo gal um ended up actually going to her funeral And when she was at her funeral, there was pictures of her at different stages in her life. Obviously, that's normal. And there was a picture of her from her youth that, like, looked exactly like Clementine. And, like, by the time this whole Clementine case came about, they did have photography. And, like, her actual picture was in the newspapers. That's why I say, like, it was kind of hard that, like, that she wouldn't have been recognized. Right. Because it's not even like there was drawings. Like, it was actual pictures of her. Hmm. And then she was like, wow, this is like the same person, like undoubtedly the same person. Um, so maybe she lived to be very old and died with friends and stuff around her. Uh, but we don't know. And obviously, like, that's just one person saying that this happened. Like, there's nothing to say that this story is even real, you know? Or that this girl actually looked like Clementine. Like, it could have just been someone else. Or, right. like, you know. So, I like to think maybe she lived a happy life. But also, the way she was talking and stuff, it didn't really seem like she was lobotomized. Like, if she would have been lobotomized, like, this girl would have noticed something was weird. And I don't think yeah. she would have had the memory or the faculty to be like, oh, let's talk about all these murders that used to happen when I was a kid. And, like, these are all the things that happened with those murders. Like, she wouldn't have those kind of faculties to do that. So, Hmm. who fucking knows? Uh, So, if you are confused, so is everyone else. (laughs) I have a lot of questions and not a lot of answers. And I have a feeling I'm going to fall down a rabbit hole. And it's entirely your fault. Some answers. Some uh not a lot um so oh obviously a lot of this was fucked up by the media um this group called the federal writers project in 1942 
um, took on this case and they really like cleared up a lot of the confusion. Um, They found out that obviously there was like a large amount of public confusion and a bunch of different media accounts. um, Like I said, would just state like wildly different facts and motivations and like the number of people killed. Um, Also, obviously there was never a church of sacrifice. Um, though they're not really sure if that was like just made up completely like if that was just something she just said because she thought it sounded cool right or if it was like because like the other place was called the christ sanctified church so they weren't sure if maybe like the media or something heard like the sanctified and got that like mixed up with sacrifice mm-hmm. or were like oh sacrifice sounds cooler And then it kind of just, like, spread from there. Or, like, you know, like a word of mouth kind of a thing. Um, So it's a a little confusing if that was, like, a straight lie or just, like, a mistake. But either way, it's not a thing. Um, Also, obviously, there was little to no evidence that Voodoo had anything to do with what happened. Um, She, like, at one point, she, like, testified that the conjure bags were given to her by this voodoo priest named Joseph Thibodeau. So the police go to Joseph Thibodeau and are like, the fuck? Uh, Because she also said that he was the one who gave her the idea to murder people. Um, So they go to Joseph and he was like, "Uh, fuck no. I did not do that. Uh, I did not tell her to murder anybody. And he was like, I also... Yeah, he's like, also, I don't do voodoo. Uh, he's like, I specialize in root and earth medicine. Uh, not the same thing. He's like, I'm just trying to be a green witch. <laughs> Literally. Uh, luckily, the newspapers did not ruin this man's life for once. Um, and newspaper accounts testify that he was very kind. Um, he'd never been in trouble, which was true. And that he was best known, and I quote, for conjuring warts away. <laughs> So, like, yeah, he might do conjuring, but he, he might just conjure your warts away. Like, you'll be fine. Um, so, what's true? Uh, well, the evidence is true. Uh, they really did find... We don't know. <laughs> uh, like the bloody clothes and the chunks of brain and the blood in her house. Uh, that's all true. And so, like, she obviously committed some murders or, like... She clearly was doing some fucked up shit. Like, she had people's brains all over her. Like, obviously, that person did not survive. So, like, she obviously killed somebody. Someone is dead. And obviously, like, that she was in her house. You know what I mean? Um, But a lot of her... And, like, a lot of her stories did add up. They're like, okay, like, this makes perfect sense. Like, she probably did kill (laughs) these people or whatever. But she also had a lot of contradicting stories, which meant, like, a lot of people didn't believe she committed all of the murders. And it also, like, if you just think about it logically, like, she's, like, a 17 or younger year old girl. Like, for her to go in and, like, slash people with axes over and over and over and over again. We talked about this with Lizzie Borden about the strength it requires. Yeah. Yeah. To murder someone like that. Like, it's a huge, huge exertion. And it's not that easy to break through someone's skull. Like, it's not. No, and to do that over and over and over again to a bunch of people, like, that's a lot. And, like, this girl wasn't high class. So, like, she probably was a lot stronger than, say, like, Lizzie Borden. Because 
you know, she was really poor. And, like, as much as I hate to say it, like, she was African-American. Like, her, she was most likely in more of a working role than, say, like, Lizzie Borden was. But that's still a lot of strength for, like, a 14, 15-year-old girl to be doing. Um, and it doesn't help. It doesn't help that there were three other serial axe murderers operating near Louisiana at around the same time as these crimes. I'm sorry, what? So we have the axe man of New Orleans. Oh, yeah. Who killed people in the late 1910s, which was never solved. We have the servant girl annihilator. I've never heard of that, but that's got my undivided attention. In Austin, Texas, who was active just before the murders started in Louisiana, which was also never solved. Okay. And then we have the man from the train, Paul Mueller, who I might do a case on, honestly, because he seems interesting. But he would ride trains around and jump off and murder whole families with an axe or other weapons that he would leave at the crime scenes. And he was estimated to kill around like 90 families. That's a fucking wild MO. So uh, it's hard to fucking tell because there was so many serial axe murders. What is happening down south? What is, yeah. what was happening in the 1920s? Why were 1910s? Like why were there so many axe murders in the same place? Right, like that general that? Louisiana Texas area. Like are y'all okay? Like I have so many questions. Like what was going on? Why why axes? Why so many? Why? What what is happening? Like I feel like an axe is not even that common of a weapon. Yeah. Like, it, it takes some oomph to wield an axe. So, like, why is there so many at the same time? Yeah, so, uh... Your guess is as good as mine of who she murdered, how many she murdered, what it, it, what the... F- I, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I went into this thinking that I was going to talk about Clementine being a murderer, and I left this so fucking confused. So confused. I I have genuinely no idea. I have no idea what happened. I mean, obviously she murdered, like, somebody? Or, I guess not even necessarily murdered, she was present for the murder of at least one person. Because how else would you get covered in blood and, like, human brains? So she at least was present for the murder of one person. Um, but I don't know past that. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I also don't know what happened to her. Was she lobotomized? Did she just die immediately? Is she this old lady who lived a happy life in a retirement home? Like, I don't know. I don't know what happened to her. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, so... I hope you are just as unsatisfied as I am because I, I very much so. I left this well, so confused. I'm gonna go ahead and fall down a rabbit hole when we're done. 
try to figure out what the hell happened. Yeah, I didn't have time to write, like, read the entire, like, uh, writer's project thing, because it was, like, a lot. Like, they went through, like, all of the police records, all of the evidence, all of the media coverage. Like, they went into a lot. Uh, But I'm definitely going to go into that. So if I find any updates, but from, like, the summaries that I was reading, like, I, I basically included everything that they said. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't really see anything that I hadn't already included in this. But if I find anything that was not included in this, I will make sure to put it in here, like, in the next episode. But I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't fucking know. Want to go to Louisiana and do a seance? Uh, The answer is I always want to go to Louisiana. For any context. I just love Louisiana. Okay. Because the people who have the answers to my questions are very much dead yeah they're very yeah they're very dead they're super super dead but like i have questions and they demand answers so i'm gonna go wake up some ghosty boys you're like hey the fuck because i need to know i need to know what the fuck happened what up demons it's me your girl got some questions (laughs) (laughs) it's me your girl asking what the fuck what the fuck? I am once again summoning you to ask you what the fuck. <laughs> That's like basically me anytime I talk to ghosts. I am here again to ask you what the fuck? What the actual fuck? <laughs> oh man. Could you imagine like that working and getting the answers to like some of the biggest mysteries and just being like, uh, I just, I'm gonna need you to take it on authority. And what authority? Well, I spoke to some ghosty boys. And uh, Yeah, I uh, I talked to the spirits, I did a seance, <laughs> and they told me that Clementine didn't murder anybody. I I don't I buy Clementine a little bit more than I bought Lizzie Borden cuz Lizzie Borden was like a woman of high society. Oh, Lizzie Borden absolutely did not do it. I do think like, that Clementine like- did something. Yeah. Because Clementine was probably more of, like, a servant. So she probably had some, like, oomph to her. I feel like she may... Like, maybe. It does seem a little weird to me that... I mean, I guess not. Like, I don't know. Just the whole thing is confusing. Like, I don't know. Maybe it was, like, her brother and she was, like, covering for him. Or maybe it was, like... Honestly, maybe it was all of them. Like, maybe she wasn't really lying when she talked about her dad. You know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe, like, because they had alibis, but, like, for different things. Like, he had no alibis for the first couple of murders. Which is, and, like, there was a lot of clues pointing to that he did it. Like, that was why he was arrested. That's why he was on trial. And then, like, he could have easily just told them to, like, commit more murders so he would get off. Like, if more murders are happening while he's in jail, like, he's likely to get released. Yeah. And then he, like, her brother had an alibi for the one murder, but she didn't. And then there were other murders that happened while she was in jail, but her brother was free. And her dad was free. So maybe it was just all of them? It was just a family affair. I don't know. I don't think she did all of them, but also, like, they said, like, some of them she had enough details for, and, like, her stories, like, made sense that she did it. But it was just some of them that didn't add up. 
So it's like she probably did some of them, but not all of them. I don't know. I don't know. I have lots of questions and not lots of answers. I'm sorry that I did this to you. Saying it out loud was even worse than when I typed it. When I typed it, yeah. I was like, damn, this is some fuckery. But out loud, I'm, like, annoyed. I'm like, what happened? I want to know. At least with, like, my arson one, I gave you some options. <coughs> with this, you're giving me nothing. Yeah, like, it might have literally not even been anybody in this story. <laughs> could have just been one of these other axe murderers, too. Who fucking right. knows? It could have been everyone. It could have been no one. <sighs> Who fucking knows? So, uh, it could have been somebody completely unrelated that we didn't even talk about because you know, yeah, it could have been literally none of the above. So, uh, I'm so sorry. You should feel like I say that a lot. I feel like I say that a lot in these. Yeah, well, you it's deserved. Is it really a Morgan episode if I have not apologized at least four (laughs) times? Honestly, though. The answer is no. (laughs) So yeah, you know the drill. Follow us on all of the things. Uh, Patreon, there's about to be some new shit on there. That'll be dope. Uh, That's Bitches and Murders podcast. Same as Instagram, you now, (laughs) Twitch, literally everything. Uh, Except Twitter. Twitter is Ann Murders because they are little bitches. And Oh, yeah, and TikTok is still Bitches and Murders podcast, but check us out on there. I think. Or don't. Do whatever you want. But do follow us on Patreon. <laughs> do 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 that. Or um, we also, I, feel, I think I forgot to say this last episode. Um, you can also find us on Facebook, which is just Bitches and Murders podcast. Uh, we also have a Facebook group that's a Bitches and Murders podcast group. Um, we share memes talk about some fucked up shit it's great it's a good time it's a good time yeah so uh keep it spooky but not so spooky that i don't i don't even know i don't even know what to pinpoint (laughs) uh, uh, not so spooky that uh just this whole episode Stay spooky, but not so spooky that you axe murder people in Louisiana. Let's just stop axe murdering people in Louisiana. That's just, that's my bottom line. Let's, let's just not. Stay spooky, but not so spooky that you twist the facts of a murder case investigation to fit your media narrative. Yeah. Not that spooky. That's, that's a good one, because the media in this just, like, I didn't focus on it too much because it was just there was just so much happening that I was like, what the fuck is happening? But like it is fucking ridiculous that they were just like blatantly lying. Yeah. And like making up shit like, oh, they killed five families of like five people each when that was like so far from the truth. I think they killed literally like one one or two families with five people in them, and most had like six or four or three. Why you lying? Yeah, so uh my god, why the fuck you lying? Sorry. Just, just, just don't. Just, just, just stay, just stay spooky. Just, just, <laughs> just. I'm just gonna leave this here. Just, just, just that. Yep. <laughs> I'm done here. <laughs>